0: All right. What's up, everybody? It's your pal, Val, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Uh, Before we start the show, we're going to begin the same way we always do, and that is with a song. Our guest has requested the song, Fast Car, covered by Luke Combs. So here we go. (music)
1: So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car Speed so fast to feel like I was drunk City lights lay out before us And your humphill lights wrapped around my shoulder, And I, I, had a feeling that I belonged I, I, had a feeling I could be someone Be someone, be someone got a fast car. We go cruising, entertain ourselves. Still ain't got a job, so I work in the market as a checkout girl. I know things will get better. You'll find a work and I'll get promoted, and we'll move out of the shelter, buy a bigger house, live in the suburb. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast I felt like I was drunk. Stay out drinking late at the bar See more of your friends than you do your kids I always hoped for better Thought maybe together you and me would find it I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere Take it fast car and keep on driving So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk Sitting nicely out before us And your arm feels nice
0: So that was Fast Car, covered by Luke Holmes, and now it's time to introduce our guest, Kara Eckert. Say hi.
2: Hello, guys.
0: How are you today?
2: I'm good.
0: Do you want to give, like, I don't know, a brief description of who you are? I know it's, like, hard to do, but...
2: Um, I'm a student at Fairfield University, and I study international studies in Spanish and humanitarian action. Um... And, yeah, I like to ski and hike. So those are my hobbies outside of Fairfield, which you can't do anywhere around Fairfield, um, which sucks. And, well, so I like to shop. And, yeah, Val knows I like to shop. And, yeah, that's about it.
0: That's fun. That was very concise, very well done. So why did you pick the song Fast Car?
2: Um, I like country music by Luke Combs. Um Because he has a nice voice, it sounds good, has a good message, all that.
0: Yeah, for sure. We've played a lot of Luke Holmes' music on the show before, (laughs) at least when I do my own little solo shows. I play a lot of his music, so that was definitely a welcome song choice for me. Yay! (laughs) And, you know, I also like to remind people with that specific song, not to get crazy out there or anything like that, but it is a cover, so if you haven't listened to the original, go listen to the original because it's Slays, but I also do like his version, so no hate there at all. Still love it. Um, so for today, what I really want to ask you about is just what you do for your job over breaks and everything like that. Can you tell everyone what you do?
2: So I work at a nonprofit organization, um, that's part of a bigger nonprofit. Um, so the bigger nonprofit is Serious Fun Camps. Um, they were founded by Paul Newman and they're basically summer camps, um, for kids with, um, uh, medical conditions. So serious ones, life-threatening ones, or just chronic ones, um, like a range of things, like juvenile arthritis to, like, cancer, muscular dystrophy. So the camp I work at um, is part of this double-H ranch. It's in upstate New York, like 15 minutes outside Lake George. Um, we have, like, summer camp in the summer, but year-round we have family camps in the fall where the families can just come for a weekend. Um, and then winter, we have ski weekends because it's actually a ski hill there with, like, lifts and everything. Um, and I'm a ski instructor in the winter, and we do adaptive skiing there, um, which is super cool. So we help the kids, like, learn how to do a mono ski. So that's, like, a single track sit-down ski and then a bi ski. Um, they also can do, like, um, like a push ski kind of, where i have ski on a walker or... Um, like outriggers so kids can ski with basically like little skis on um their poles like crutches um so super accessible for different mobility levels and we also have um something for visually impaired skiers or i was actually a guide over the winter for one so just super accessible for varying levels of need so yeah
0: that sounds absolutely amazing and I can't wait to dive into more about that. but first of all, I want to know how did you get this job? How did you first hear about it?
2: Um, I actually was a camper there but um, so a lot of us if we don't have like something super severe end up coming back as counselors and yeah, which is very fortunate that I get to do that. not everyone who attends gets to do that. So yeah, super full circle and whatever. Um, so that's how I heard about it because honestly, it's super like most people work there from like Albany area, and I would not have heard about it um as someone from Poughkeepsie just if I hadn't been a camper, so super fun
0: for sure. How long have you been working there for?
2: um I have my second summer this year because you start working um well COVID kind of messed it up so the first year I could start working I was 18 Um, so I worked there like summer before college and then the summer after freshman year and yes loved it a lot.
0: Um, Was this something that as a kid when you were a camper you knew you always wanted to grow up and be camp counselor or was there other summer jobs you were considering what made you decide?
2: I never considered even another job I was like camp counselor is it for me like that's my like maximum level of employment and like peak self is as a camp counselor which may be true we'll see about that
0: (laughs) well I think for the stage of life for sure but I'm sure you'll go on to do amazing things as well
2: yeah like senior camp (laughs) (laughs) counselor
0: maybe the camp director I mean there's infinite possibilities but also you know whatever you do later on in life um has there been a greatest lesson that you've learned through working with these kids.
2: Yeah, you just can never judge a book by its cover. Like most of the people you meet, who have something like seriously medically going on. You would never know by looking at them, but they have like such a great struggle. Um, so we to I think we like to assume as a society that someone's just on the surface like privileged because of like whatever they have and like money, race, whatever. And those things make them privileged, but it doesn't make their life um, without struggle and like no one's really immune to that because you know medical conditions especially like congenital ones you're born with they just affect everyone and it doesn't really care who you are
0: that is absolutely true you can't see it based off a person you'll never know unless somebody would tell you and do you think that our society as a whole is accommodating enough for these marginalized groups or like what is your camp doing also to kind of mitigate some of that
2: um society as a whole absolutely not. I think people are just so uneducated about child development. Even for children without anything wrong, people are just so dumb about it. Um so I think society as a whole just doesn't know what to do um with children who have like additional needs. Um I think society likes to assume that they're helpless, can't think for themselves, but they really just like someone needs help in one area does absolutely not mean that they don't have competence in other areas. So, so yeah, so as a camp, we kind of just encourage um, to try all the activities or adapted versions of every activity. So I work as an archery instructor. We have an adaptive bow that lays horizontally. So a kid who doesn't have strength to pull across their body, like what you would do with like regular archery, they can do that um and we encourage them to do um to like the best of their ability there's no pressure to like it or um honestly like just encourage them to try it and if you're good at it you're good at it um and if you're not you're not but like campus is there to have fun try new things and like kind of realize like maybe something you thought you couldn't do you really can
0: and have you seen through these kids that they might have gotten confidence because this is a place for them to do things that or be accommodated in a way that they wouldn't ordinarily be
2: absolutely like the kids um they might not or depending on where they go to school they might not be allowed to like even run around if they have um a problem with their mobility like a limping or something they might even be allowed to run around at school participate in like a normal gym class and then they come and like they can play a game of soccer like with the other kids and no like No one's making a fuss over it. And they realize that there's nothing that really, like, separates them from other kids. The way maybe um, outside of camp, the world would like to put those boundaries in place and say, like, you can't do this. Like, you're in this, like, you're in the special ed class. You can't walk. Like, so you're different. But um, we kind of just have all the kids within their age group together. And they work together. And they realize, like, there's really, like, not much that separates them. Like, they're all just kids.
0: I love that. Do you think that there's anything we can do like governmentally as a society to kind of mitigate some of those things that kids are going through in the day to day to make the world that they're living in be more accommodating?
2: Um, for sure. Just like listening to kids. Um, I think a lot of people assume that just because they have a physical disability, they automatically have a mental one and they're going to struggle with school and stuff like that, which is just not the case. Um, like, so really just, like, listening to the kid and assuming, um, competence. Like, this kid can make their own decision, think for themselves, let you know when they want to do something because everyone has that autonomy. And also realizing that, like, disabilities are individual even within a condition. Um, not everyone has it the same way. So you can't just, like, assume that everyone needs, um, The same thing because they don't and also just like when someone says they need an accommodation if it's physical to just do it um especially um with like temperatures and stuff like yeah like just being better with that um keeping things Like, I know Fairfield's great, I think, at disability inclusion and stuff. I think better than other schools. But I've heard of um, some stuff at other schools. Like, my sister um, had, like, a brain injury, and the school that she was at at the time wouldn't give her an extension on her homework, even though with brain injuries, they don't want you looking at a computer. So stuff like that is absolutely, like, insane and should probably be just more of an effort to say, like, hey, when someone, like, needs... um, extra time or something to just do it and give it because we can't assume that everyone's functioning at the same level every day.
0: I completely agree with that because I think it's so unfortunate how these accommodations are not universalized. It, a lot of times depends what state you're in, what town you're in. It's not equal for everyone. And we've had acts in the past, American Disabilities Act, where now we have to have buildings that are accessible for every person if they have a wheelchair or something like that. Every building has to be created according to that code. And I think that that's not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that might be something that you'd be able to see. Someone might just get entry into the building, but what do you do when they're in that building and then they're not treated fairly and you know, everything like that. So I definitely think there needs to be more. And the idea of listening that you brought up is so important because if we just open our ears and just step outside of ourselves for a minute, we might learn a lot more and realize that there's a lot we can be doing to help other people. Yeah. So going back to the fact that these are kids, you know, oftentimes we think of kids as not having fully formed brains, which is true, you know, and, but they also are people. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget that because, For whatever reason, we think, oh, your tummy hurts. Maybe that's not really that big of a deal. Maybe you're just complaining. You know what I mean? How do you approach talking to children in the way of, like, listening to them? And what do you think we as a society could do to better listen to these kids when they're going through things and accept them as fully formed people? Well,
2: first we need to understand that you don't know how someone feels unless you're them, like, physically. Um, like if I tell you my knee hurts, no way you can feel that that's on me. And like, if I tell you it hurts, no way you can tell me it doesn't because you obviously would have no way of knowing. And I think for kids, it's realizing that they can feel their bodies are not, they're not as like, their brains aren't as developed. They might say like their whole head hurts when they might mean just their tooth hurts, but they can still feel things and they just don't describe it as well. I mean, they're kids Um. Yeah, and they're people, though, and they, like, they know what's going on, and they know their bodies better than anyone because they're the only one living in their body. Um, and also, like, you might know, like, they say their stomach hurts, and they ate, like, three size Skittles. <laughs> you know why their stomach hurts. Like, you can't just tell them, like, oh, it doesn't hurt, go play. Like, obviously, like, no. Um, so, yeah, like, they might, and honestly, they might even complain a little bit, um, Or they might want something that you get from your stomach hurting, like a golf cart ride to the nurse. (laughs) But there's still, like, that comes from somewhere. Like, that comes from, like, a need for attention or just really thinking, like, golf carts are really cool. And they're kids, and it's not out of malice. Like, an attention grab is never maliceful or whatever, however you pronounce that word. It's just they're kids, and they want it, and they don't know how else to get it or express it, and they don't even know why they need it. And it's never something to be, like, angry about or mad at or like mean towards. It's just what it is.
0: Do you think that your experience interacting with kids so regularly and so like right up close with them has changed how you look at the world at all or how you interact with adults?
2: Oh definitely. Definitely nicer after I've left (laughs) camp. Um, Yeah because people are just like really grown-up toddlers and everyone kind of just at their court, kind of just treats himself like a kid <laughs> <laughs> like what do you need you need a nap like I just woke up from one so um yeah like everyone's like your needs don't change you just get better I think as you get older you hide it um because society tells you like you know you could keep that in you just suck it up you deal with it we don't share it like I don't complain to my mom anymore that I'm tired um But, yeah, like, everyone's, like, your needs don't change as you get older. You just get better at, like, figuring out what they are and problem-solving yourself, fulfilling them yourself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, everyone has, like, a little kid within them.
0: I think that's a really great point because we're kind of, as a society, I keep saying that, but set up in a way that's, like... We're teaching kids how to be people, how to be adults. Like, they come into the world, and we're socializing them right off the bat. But we don't realize that there's so much to learn from them. And I think that until you work with kids, you don't realize that as much. I mean, I'm also a camp counselor in the summer, and I have experience as well, not in the same way that you do. So I love how you're talking about it, and I can kind of relate to it in my own way. And I think that walking away from the summer with that experience just makes you – have a greater appreciation for things and how kids just speak their mind. And sometimes that's considered taboo in our culture when it really shouldn't be, you know, people should be allowed to say how they feel and not be judged for it. But of course that's not the world we live in. Um, so I absolutely love everything that you just said. I also have a question about you as the counselor. What impact do you think it has for these kids to see counselors that are just like them?
2: Um, I think it's good. Cause I, might like not see themselves as someone who can grow up and be someone in a position of authority that they respect um and like when i told them that i was once a counselor here they always get very happy because then they see themselves they see like a little bit of a future version of themselves in a way um and it gives them something to shoot for Yeah, and they realize that like even if there's not they realize that there's something in the future for them and that things are possible and that some barriers that they might feel are really strong um, now might not even be something they consider later on.
0: Has your perspective shifted since being a camper and now being a counselor? Obviously, you've grown up, but have you? do you look at the camp any differently? Do you look at like the counselors, anything like that? I realize I was
2: kind of a bratty kid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I look at the camp a bit differently because I'm realizing it's not like just magic that is there like it happens like you create it and a lot goes into it and I realized like it's stressful it's a job where you don't get a lot of sleep um yeah like you're not paid as much as if you were working a job where you weren't taking care of other people which is ridiculous to me but yeah like a lot of planning goes into things and a lot of stress because um, you're with kids and I don't want them to have a bad experience I like stress over every decision and it, I guess I never... I thought it would come, like, more naturally. Like, everything would just fall into place, but it doesn't. something you have to, like, work with every single day.
0: Well, I think it's a good thing that you were able to see the other side of it, that it does come off as a Disney World kind of thing to the kids, and that everything you're doing is paying off. But I think it's also cool that you realize how much these people actually put in for you and how now you're on the other side of things doing that for them. That just goes to show how much you care. And also, like you said, people... like in child care like just children related industries definitely do not get paid as much or caretaker positions and it's just not something we Yeah, Yeah, again i could go
2: concern. on to the origins of why that is but please is, do if you, would, yeah. if you want to just, you know it's traditionally female dominated you know how we think those are just callings and not like real like fields with real skills because i will say like Even, I never, like, I just had to graduate high school to do the job and stuff, and I needed, like, a USA archery certification, but the skills I use on the job and, like, also because we do personal care with our kids because some of them are very, like, some of them are very, like, medically fragile and disabled. So that's kind of, like, nursing skills. I'm, like, I think I will never have a job even um, that I have to use so many skills for. Like, I don't think I will ever have a job where I learn more. Um, about like people and what goes into like taking care of some kids or I will never have a job that uses like so much brain power and so many skills.
0: That's so interesting that you say that. I think that this job has definitely prepared you, put you leagues ahead of your peers because you've already had that experience day to day working with people, being on that other end of things, and it's going to apply to every job that you have. Even if it's not in the same industry, you're going to learn how to work with people younger kids too depending what you go into but exactly
2: and stuff I would never have done um in a career otherwise like I would never um know how to like use a Hoyer lift do you know what those are where you like transfer someone onto like you, like crank the lifts kind of I would never know how to like change someone um even like transfers like to and from like surfaces, wheelchairs, and stuff. No way I would have ever learned that without doing this job. and it's something so crazy because that's actually like it's so like precise. Well, not, it's so involved. It I mean, incredibly it's incredibly involved. Not
0: something that most people are doing. Like I'm not doing that as a camp a camp counselor, even though you're you technically tell yeah. me oh I'm a camp counselor. Like it's not the same thing. No. And it's you- even
2: um, some other serious fun camps require the kids to be able to like transfer themselves from floor to chair to chair to floor and stuff and our kids we have some kids with like zero muscle tone like they cannot lift themselves up um in that way so we have I'm like that's insane to me because we can like do so much for these kids like total care kids like someone who maybe can only move their neck if that like we can take care of them and that's so involved and it's so like so many skills i just would never have if i um was only doing, like, summer internships, like, relating to, like, my major and stuff.
0: Absolutely, and not only is that so important for everybody to be included, you know, not just saying, if only you can be to this stage, you can participate. You're being so inclusive to all different types exactly. of Exactly, and it
2: allows um, kids to come to camp even when they're in the worst stages of their disease, um, like if they're terminal, and what we also do is we allow siblings to come, which is great because if their sibling dies, they still have camp, you know? So it's, like, it provides, I'm just, like, really happy that we have the resources to be able to provide that for, like, so many families.
0: Absolutely. And also it's a lot of responsibility for you as somebody who's super young and obviously they consider you very qualified, which is amazing in and of itself. You've proven to them. You do your job so well all the time. And do you ever feel, like, that stress in that job and how do you overcome
2: it oh it's incredibly stressful because a lot of people have like they're in nursing school and nursing background and i'm like i'm an idiot because they just do this every day no, don't say like that. um they have a girl who worked at a nursing home so like she like did the transfers and stuff the personal care mm-hmm. she does that every day and it's like well this is like my f- only time i do it is when i'm at camp mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a little bit stressful um like just managing um Yeah, just managing it all as I also like since I'm at archery and then I'm also like in the cabin when I'm not at archery managing both of those expectations. But I think it's possible to make it work. It's like that's where you communicate and say I can't be here. I have to be there. But yeah, it's like you figure it out. You get into a rhythm, but I'm always stressed. I'll do something wrong.
0: Yeah. Do you have like any strategies to kind of make like in that moment when you're like freaking out or whatever's happening maybe something's not going the way you want it to to kind of calm yourself down or maybe remind yourself of like the bigger picture yeah
2: literally um like for personal care if you're stressed just ask kid like they know how they want it done Mm -hmm. um like and they know what works for them like because you know like they live in their body every day and then i know i see them six days a year so like there's that and also just like asking someone who knows how to do it better like no one um is ever going to be like annoyed that they have to teach you something um Mm -hmm. or like reteach you something because you know everyone wants it done right instead of you just thinking like pretending you're super smart and then Mm -hmm. everyone has to clean up your mess
0: yeah that's awesome that you can have other people you can lean on are there like like i I know you're obviously an adult but like adult figures who are kind of around or does it really fall on the camp counselor? so
2: we never do personal care without another person in the room just a liability and also just like it's so much easier um so you rely on that person um i think other camps do this too but for a group of counselors you have your unit leader um so each cabin has their counselors and a unit leader like that's always a good person they're someone who they've been doing similar stuff for camp for a really long time so they're always good
0: Gotcha. No, I I guess I didn't know that. So your camps for are overnight for
2: that week. Yeah, it's overnight. So that's why we do the per- that a lot of that personal care is like bedtime. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. like tube feeds before bed, medication. Well, that's what the nurse does. Also, like sounds so intimidating, but honestly, anything medical that isn't like a transfer, you know, like medication administration stuff, that's all a nurse. Oh. We have like nurses with each cabin. Okay. Oh, and then like a bunch that like stay. They're like for all of camp, like all the whole summer. Wow. So, but it's still, still a lot, like a lot of, of different course. needs all the time. Um, but yeah, they stay overnight.
0: That's great. And so, and you have your own like camp counselor cabin.
2: Mm, so, a few counselors from each cabin will stay with the camper cabin. Oh, nice. It keeps that ratio overnight of like adult the kid. Oh, that's great. And then some of us like will stay. Um, like in different like, counselor cabins. So first half of the summer when I was with um, second youngest girls, I was with the cabin, like sleeping there. And then second half when I was with youngest girls, I was um, not with the cabin. I was like sleeping somewhere else. So you move like midsummer.
0: That's really cool. So are you, you're there the whole summer. Like how much did you go home, home? this whole summer i went home
2: twice for like it was only for medical reasons too it was for like doctor's appointments and procedures Oh um so i'd like come back after like being under anesthesia i was like all looped up (laughs) for like um the pre like session like training where you go over everyone i was like oh this is great (laughs) well luckily
0: you had a previous experience at that point from the year before um but how does this kind of translate to what you're doing now in college?
2: Um, I would say there's no like direct translation. I'm never, <laughs> I don't want to go into teaching, <laughs> um, okay. and I don't want to go into the medical field. So it's kind of just like I just do it for shits and gigs because I love the kids. I love doing archery. Um, I love making archery fun for them, adding different themes and games and like prizes and stuff and make the kids like respond well to something that they honestly could just sit on the bench and like hate the whole time make them like love that activity area so yeah so it really doesn't translate. I think it translates into your life and like being a good person like the world and everything but like not into a career for me personally
0: well I think you are international studies which is very like focused on other people and communities outside of your own right so that's definitely I think a translation point maybe I'm drawing too much here let me know but also do you ever use your spanish that you know when you're on the job um
2: most of our kids are from upstate new york and they don't really speak um second languages like they speak english as a first i would love to use it like if there were a family that needed it i know the serious fun camp in california has weekends just for spanish-speaking families um which is cool but I don't really need to, just because where I'm located, I don't really need to use it, but I would totally be willing to use it.
0: No, that makes sense. I mean, I'm personally jealous because a lot of the counselors that, or the counselors, campers that I work with speak Spanish and, as their second language or, or or first language, sorry, and English is their second language. So it'd be great, especially when you're communicating with the parents as well. Mm-hmm. That's something that I wish I had. So definitely very jealous of you there. No. Um, but... What has inspired you? Like, this is such a service-oriented thing. Like, obviously, you're saying this is not something that I'm doing for myself to further my career or do anything like that. Like, what – how do you keep that inspiration for service? And, like, would you – what advice would you give to other people who are looking to kind of get into that?
2: Um, Just realize that not everything has to, like, self-serve you all the time. Plenty of things will. Like, whatever you do, like, whenever you go to school and choose what you want to do, like, as a career, like – That serves you, and you serve yourself all the time. And to be able to, like, you don't need to do it 24-7. Like, not everything has to be, like, a me, 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 me mindset of the world because there are so many people, like, you can, like, lend your skills um, to the outside world and make it a better place or make an experience good for someone. And honestly, the more you do it, the less it takes out of you. Like, it's not that bad.
0: (laughs) Well, do you is there... Is it worth it? Let me ask you. And do you like ever? Definitely.
2: Oh, definitely. The kids are they always make it worth it. Like they're so funny. Um, like one of them told me that um, I'm lactose intolerant, like Joe, uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> and I'm not. I didn't know Joe Biden was lactose intolerant. Yeah, apparently he is. And he stole her phone and her milk. Did not
0: know. Yeah. That's
2: so okay. <laughs> they're always like kids sharing their wisdom with you.
0: For sure. I mean, it is the saying, kids say the darndest thing, you know. Oh, for sure. So that's definitely something to take away. All the laughs, maybe some jokes. Yeah, and if you're you're
2: above 5'5", there's always a kid you can give a piggyback ride to. So, like, you're always needed.
0: (laughs) For sure. You definitely see, like, the the value and the impact directly that you're having. Um, So do you have an idea of what you want to do with your degree when you graduate? Uh,
2: Like, law school,
0: um, honestly,
2: nothing that will make, like, I'm not doing um, anything that will make me like no money um so like law school sell out, maybe whatever I'm just kidding um but yeah like law school law school is a safe choice i would I would do immigration law, I think that's valuable um also like this part of the language thing would be able to understand like client directly um yeah.
0: So do you think you would do straight out of undergrad, right into L1? No, I
2: have an epic gap year planned. Do you oh, want nice. to go through it? I would love to hear <laughs> So I'm obsessed with, um, like, these Via Ferrata hikes throughout the Alps. Please tell me what that is. <laughs> it's like you, um, it's like a hike, but then there's a section that's, like, super steep, and you have to, like, kind of, like, climb it, basically. But you don't, like, climb it the way you, like, boulder or climb, like, a rock face. Okay. Um, you're climbing, like... And it's a, kind of like rope, like, like little pegs on the side of a mountain mm-hmm. or like steep staircase. Oh, wow. And you got to like clip yourself in with like these harnesses. And I'm obsessed with them. Um, so that does take
0: a lot of strength.
2: <laughs> it does, but like... like what uh,
0: training do you think one would have to do for that? Because I know me personally. am not ready to go via ferrata, like you said, up that. I would die. I, I, after, can
2: like, cli- I hike and climb progress. a lot, so um, okay. I'd cold turkey. You'd be able you'd be okay. I would cold turkey, but like, gotcha. I don't know, um... If you don't, I would, um, like, I don't know, i like, hit the gym, like, hit the Stairmaster in some weights. Like, I don't know. Um,
0: <laughs> but I've, <I'd> like,
2: <laughs> I've been, like, a hiker my whole life, so. Um, you.
0: You'll have to build me a training plan.
2: <laughs> I'll build you a training plan and um, make you carry the, dr- like, fly the drone to take a picture of me. Gotcha, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, my purpose. Yeah. You. So you,
0: you would do what, what mountains? Uh,
2: I want to do the one in like Muir in switzerland and then i want to do one um i forgot the location of it but it's in austria and then there's another hike it's not a via ferrata but it's just a hike um it's like the tour du mont blanc and it hikes like through a few countries in the alps and just refuges so you don't have to like sleep in the woods because um, i wouldn't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, i have boundaries um i want to do that and then i want to go south america a bit and or central and just surf travel the world yeah basically because you know i'm young and i have like no family to take care of so like if i die or get seriously injured for like and i'm laid up for months on end like no one like it doesn't matter but like if when as soon as i have kids it like matters so like gotta do it now
0: i get what you're saying you know live yeah. your life while you're young <laughs> Yeah, i
2: would love to go to central asia i don't know why but i do i've awesome. always liked it mm-hmm. um uh, yeah just go everywhere um i'm forgetting places oh australia because the flight is so long and may as well do it like in a gap year
0: yeah that's a really long flight
2: don't ask where the stream of income would be i don't know
0: (laughs) i was just gonna
2: gonna mooch off my parents and hope they don't notice
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think they would notice if you were going to like 50 different countries in here but
2: let's hope they let's hope they see the vision
0: <laughs> i mean listen there's ways to do these things economically so there's definitely and keep working hard you know saving up that money but yeah
2: but i'll start go me <laughs>
0: <laughs> the listeners here right now you know yeah like
2: just feel free to venmo me like <laughs> <laughs> um
0: do you so you would have to do like the mountains in the summertime right because you can't do that in the winter so um, you have to like start in the alps so to speak No you can to... I,
2: you can climb with ice this is more equipment really well some yeah but the trails i would do i would just do it in the summer because it's pretty um gotcha. so when that get super super when cold? i was, i would rather just ski in the winter oh
0: <laughs> yeah you could totally do it you could hike the top ski down <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's ski um down.
2: that's like too weird for like i don't know it's just it sounds fun but like the people who do it are too weird for me so i can't <laughs> like I mean, h- hike up go back about. down earn your turns no um so I would just do some hikes in the summer and then
0: yeah I guess as it gets colder then maybe you would move down to like you're saying South America you know where it's warmer in the winter well I guess it depends where you are in South America. yeah I guess I just
2: also like the cold so I'm not gonna like I don't need to flee it but Ooh. I do need a tan so that's yeah. why I, <laughs> I need to um I do need to go somewhere warmer eventually
0: yeah, speaking of like, where do you envision yourself once you've got that law degree for immigration law? Do you think you're going to relocate out of New York, Connecticut? Honestly, say? I
2: love New York. Um, in like tri-state area minus New Jersey. Of course, they hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I think I'd rather stay in New York. I love it. I also mm-hmm. love the state. I'm obsessed with like, um, like like plastic and everything. I think if I did move, I honestly I would really like North America too. Um. If I did move it would be like Montreal Toronto I like Eastern Canada Um, I don't think yeah I don't see myself living in like Nebraska or something
0: yeah so (laughs) since you want to go to law school I mean it kind of makes sense immigration international studies but there's other ways you could have went like that's something I'm considering I'm a sociology major and one of our friends who's also on the show Emma is considering law school as well she's a politics major so There's an infinite amount of things that you can do. Maybe I shouldn't even bring this up, but my personal attorney had a biology degree. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could go into anything. Why did you decide international studies?
2: Um, I grew up, like, traveling and everything, and it just seemed like it fit perfectly with the classes I wanted to take and the ones I already took as APs in high school. So it just fit really nicely. Um, I like the politics and business side of it. I like how you can focus it different ways. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely important to follow your passions. Something that is a little bit underrated around here. Dolan School of Business, no shade, but a little bit of shade.
2: Honestly, I love me some business. <laughs> you are a
0: management minor? Are you not?
2: I haven't declared it yet. Oh, okay. Maybe I should, um... Listen,
0: I've declared a management minor. I'll put that out there.
2: Okay, I have to, like, go to the v- advising hours for Dolan. You
0: do? I Don't I you? Oh, because you have to meet with, like, the person. Do I? I think so. I just filled out a form on Life at Fairfield. I think
2: I'm gonna fill out the form.
0: I think it'll be fine.
2: And then I'll send an email.
0: Yeah. Get that squared away. It was super easy, I think for me. I just I did end up meeting with them because I was like, what if I want to do a double major? I I had I've had many existential crises. I know you have. Um, I know. I you've heard many of them, unfortunately, <laughs> for you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But how have your thoughts about what your major is going to be changed at all? Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah,
2: but have um, I've not stayed solid. But for international studies, I'm very deep into it. I'm very deeply into it. So, well, it'd be a time. <laughs> it'd be a waste <laughs> to switch, um, like because okay. of so many credits that count towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so and it works. You know, it's not like not like too bad. So. Yeah, and I I think... Also, I'm, like, deeply into it enough as a sophomore that I could just, like, honestly, like, add more majors and minors and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you
0: have Mm -hmm. another major that you're considering?
2: Um, no, but I had some more minors that I was considering.
0: Yeah, because you already have the two. Yeah. the one and the one that's going to be declared.
2: Yeah. So... Yeah,
0: and I think it's also a great thing that when you are applying to law school that you have a little bit something different than political science personally like I applied to Fairfield as a politics major did you I did I got accepted as a politics major and I switched in May Right before, like, it was the last time you could switch before the summer course registration or whatever. I switched right before because I'd taken a class in high school and I loved it. And I said, this is for me. And I think also I didn't just want that experience of I'm doing politics just to get to law school. Like, I wanted to have an undergraduate experience, learn things. And I think that's going to stand out you know what,
2: for Politics, us. at least in international studies, I had enough politics anyways. And I yeah. took an AP in comparative politics in high school. Mm-hmm. So much so- me. Yeah, so I had the politics no matter what. That's what I like about international studies, a little bit of everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can t- totally take it a different way. If law school doesn't end up being something you want to do in three years, because that's a long time away. Or I guess it would be three and a half with your gap year. Um, you know, you have other options. You could totally do other things. You could go back to your camp, work full time. I don't know. There's so many things you could do. <laughs> that's what my mom was. The realm of possibility. I know. Why, why are you so hesitant to working at your I would,
2: post-grad? Um, number one, a lot of positions are filled with some talented people already. <laughs>
0: they could leave.
2: But if they wanted to share some... Uh, I'd right. love to do like I would love to like I'd even do the like, counting stuff for them and just manage the books. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun place to work. Oh my god, they have like an ice cream machine in the dining hall.
0: That's awesome. Like that better day. better
2: than the Tully. Seriously? Tully is disappointing. I've had that ice cream like twice this semester. Wait, what? Are the, what
0: do the your job over here have that the Tully doesn't provide?
2: Chipwiches.
0: Chipwiches.
2: Chipwiches at my job, not here. And I pay to go here. They pay me there. <laughs> so what is?
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. We gotta clarify here. You mean like they've got prepackaged chipwiches ready to go? Yes. Okay, but let me let me throw this out there. See what you have to say about it. Tolly cookies, ice cream in the middle. They
2: don't even compare to the cookies that this kitchen can turn out at camp.
0: They make fresh chipwiches, or do they make? They have like the.
2: They have packaged chipwiches. okay. But they make fresh desserts every day.
0: Well, so does the Tully, girl. I'm telling you, we no. Should, we but
2: should get up there. this this kitchen, um, <laughs> headed by Chef Jeremy, never disappoints. Like he knows, like it's better than the Tully, and they pay me to go there, not the other way around.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna have to check this place out. I don't know.
2: Mm, I think you might. You should apply. <laughs>
0: <laughs> apply with me. Oh, it's gonna be so far. If it's far for you, it's like four hours. Yeah, from but your house, right? you get it's housing. Be, like six hours. From you get house. housing. It has that's true we
2: could you can request a room with me <laughs> that would be really fun do archery with me
0: but i don't know if i would qualify kara
2: yes you do okay they like people like you
0: like me
2: yeah previous <laughs> experience um new <laughs> new <No.
0: laughs> um, yeah. all right forward me the application i'll up. send you
2: the app you can say i recommended you and you can talk about me in the interview i'm just Aww. kidding i'd
0: be like you should give Kara a raise you should give her a promotion you should <laughs> hire full-time <laughs> if this even possible she wants to be your accountant she wants you to like uh, I will, I will, fund more I c- trips internationally for these kids uh,
2: yeah literally i will give them all a trip to dubai i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> yeah but also like disneyland paris for oh, everyone for real Bring that accessibility everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But also you're planning to study abroad in Madrid. Hello.
2: So I've not submitted the application yet, so they could very well reject me.
0: Well, you know what? But. What has made you, like, decide that this is the place to go. This is what I want to do. They I, speak I'm Spanish. In
2: fall or spring. Next year. Uh, spring. Um, it's in the EU, so very safe. Um, my dad has this vision that I'll be murdered anywhere outside of America in the EU. Okay. So gotta stay there. Um, do it for the parents. They're funding me. The yeah. Do it for the <laughs> do <it> for <laughs> the bank account of all this. Um, right. And then they speak Spanish, so really, just easy choice.
0: Absolutely, and it's a Fairfield Center,
2: like basically. Yeah, it's another Jesuit campus. Um, I like Jesuits. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're really cool.
0: No, I can't wait for you to come back and tell me all about
2: it. Oh, visit me, actually, and then maybe you can experience Ooh, it.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like you said, that bank account. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where I'm at. Use here.
2: that RA check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my 130 stipend. <laughs> really going to get me all the way You right can at least
2: right. mail me some Twix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I do provide that candy for y'all. Um... So what else kara how have you like i don't know adapted to being here as an international studies major have you noticed other people who are differently directioned have you like had friends who are mostly similarly majored How's um
2: it- the way like orientation groups and stuff worked out um i have a lot of friends who are humanities majors like that um even though I know it's not a com- like the most common thing at Fairfield. Mm-hmm. But I also think people here are, like, genuinely, like, open-minded. Like, everyone's be like, oh, that's cool. Like, I bet you have something you can do with that. Like, even if they don't see the vision, <laughs> they trust you. <laughs> um, no, that's true. Yeah, like, um, like your major, sociology, Emma, politics. I have some friends with, like, similar-ish majors. Um, yeah. That's good. Oh, Ava, international studies, too. We met in orientation.
0: I always forget that. I always think you guys met that first weekend, but it's a fun fact. I met Kara the second day I was here. Did you? Yes. You were not. Were you not in the lounge that day? It was like that the Saturday, um, or was it the first night? It was the first or second? I night.
2: don't know. I but I know I met you through Ava.
0: Oh, so maybe I didn't meet you. But there's literally a photo of us together from way back in the day.
2: Oh yeah, we did like painting for an FYE credit in the BCC.
0: Yeah, it was like a fan event. Um, back in the day, I didn't realize how easy connects were, but you know, you spent some time in jokes last year. No, I did. <laughs> Ended up in your preferred place to be. Oh, never. <laughs> but hey, you know, what? only
2: good because you're there.
0: Oh, thank you, Kara. Yeah, I would, I would go to Loyola sometimes to visit you. Not often, but um,
2: I purposely did not invite people into Loyola.
0: And why was that?
2: Um, it's gross. Smells. My parents wouldn't use the bathroom in Loyola. They would go in the Kelly Center because they thought that Loyola was too gross. They were like, this is actually insanely bad. And they were right.
0: I mean, hey, in two years...
2: Everyone says it's homey. I'm like, what type of home is this?
0: Okay. Yeah, no. This isn't a healthy home. Listen, a lot of people love it and a lot of people stand Loyola. Mm -hmm. By a lot of people, I mean... Like two, third, well. <laughs> uh, like two people like two
2: people
0: yeah okay wait so maybe i didn't meet you the second day but i definitely met you by september 8th 2022
2: because oh you, for
0: sure you can't see this off-shop. that's the event i was talking about we met at the fan event maybe i had met you the first time there oh, but i don't see ava in this photo which is strange so i don't really know um
2: life works out in a mysterious
0: way like did when you met me at that event did you really think like i'm gonna be on val's podcast in a year and like some change
2: no no because i didn't know she had a
0: podcast no i didn't have a podcast at the time mm-hmm. it was some of that same group of people that were sitting that we were sitting with at that event that inspired me to create this show oh i know throwback Help me. Ava was the one who came up with the name. oh she's like, you should call it your pal Val. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe I'll think about it, and I could come up with anything better. So it's stuck for this. Ava's
2: really good for creative direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can have her do some more brainstorming for the show. Oh, for sure. I don't know. We'll see. Um. So I don't know. We've come a long way. How, how is like. You, your first year been compared to where you're at now. Like, do you think honestly this is it's so
2: much better than first year? Mm-hmm. First year was just, I thought, um, I don't know, I thought college would be a certain way, and it wasn't. I think it's because I always imagined myself going to a bigger school, mm-hmm. um, and like here it doesn't even have a football team. So, so things hey, socially, we got
0: soccer, we got volleyball, we got basketball.
2: Socially is a bit different than what I expected like college to be, and it's I realized that i realized that um the expected it to be would be maybe the case at other schools like bigger ones but i'm not at a bigger one We're at honestly kind of a smallish school like
0: it's definitely a small like small to medium like there's at least
2: I, it feels really small when you like see everyone you know like just from like walking to class so and i realized but there is a reason i didn't want that big of a school mm-hmm. um like honestly like this campus is really, like, nice. Like, the buildings aren't dinky, minus Loyola. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, like, everything's, like, well-kept and nice and cute. And some of the bigger schools were, like, dumps, honestly. When I visited my friends there, I was like, this is crazy, like, leave. And I feel like we have more of a community vibe. Um, yeah, I'm pulling out my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we have I a Yeah, I, so it, yeah. what I didn't get, I think...
0: Fairfield made up for I love that you know it's definitely not that stereotypical movie college experience mm-hmm. you know this big state school thousands tens of thousands of kids whatever but like you said what for that stereotypical experience definitely makes up for it and I think the fact that we have more interpersonal relationships or that like teach a lot of teachers will know your name. I think that's kind of key to making those connections and getting your foot in the door because if you're surrounded by a bunch of other people, how are you going to be different from... You're you're competing
2: with us people, which makes it so much less toxic than if Mm. you were at like a big and super competitive school. Uh, Like here, you're like, you can kind of let your guard down a bit and just like chill and be like 19 years old.
0: I think that's a good point because we're not all... like. You'll, you're going to meet infinitely meet other people who are outside of your program because we're all taking similar class. Like we have to do the same yeah. And classes. honestly, I love
2: the core. You meet everybody. You can explore things. So
0: and I can be friends with as many nursing majors as I want because they're not my only friends. You know, and I don't have to compete with them. Or it's not that I'm competing with anyone who's even in my own major. Yeah,
2: but don't we know, don't even like. I, know, I think here it's so good. Like you don't even like compete for spots in a class.
0: Right. Which I is, mean, depending, like, if you're a freshman, it's, it's rough out here. Yeah, but. For, for freshmen, yeah, but
2: other <laughs> than that, it like, gets easier, and, yeah.
0: No, I agree. I think it's definitely a good point. And have your ideas of, like, what you wanted to do shifted? I know you came in. A little lawyer. bit.
2: Lately, I've been thinking that maybe I would like to work in, like, a corporate setting and be a corporate girly. Yeah. Um But I feel like I'd have fun with that for,
0: like, two years. Um <laughs> no yeah i think obviously we don't have to work the same job all the time like for our rest of our lives
2: i just came into this idea that business would be boring and then i had to take econ classes for international studies and i realized that it's not that boring I actually like it Oh um so yeah just being open to change is great um and honestly i would love to go in that direction hopefully i like it as i continue to take more classes because i also really like money
0: yeah i mean business is the way to go if you like money yeah i love
2: shopping (laughs)
0: One of my RA friends always talks about why he's a finance major is because he likes money. So, yeah, You do you. I want to be a money magnet. For real. Um, But, yeah, I think it's a good thing that you're diversifying your experiences, open to new opportunities. You know, you had to take those econ classes and look, it led you a different path. So, yeah, I love that. Is there anything, like, any piece of advice you would tell yourself before starting college? Like, if you could go back.
2: Hmm. Um... Honestly, take advantage of, like, intersession classes, like they're there, and they put you ahead. Great way to explore things without the weight of other classes on you. Um, and, yeah, and it gives you an excuse to not talk to your parents when you're home for break. So
0: Interesting perspective we brought yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, like, I think this will be an interesting thing to look back on when you wind up wherever you're going. You know? This
2: will be interesting to look back on um, at the end of taking a winter class.
0: Oh what class are you <laughs> taking this this semester? I'm session?
2: taking macroeconomics. Um the only one that was offered. Um yeah. yeah. Wait,
0: we'll wait, see what you if mean, uh, like only one that was offered for your major?
2: Um the one that was offered. Like
0: I can take any major. Oh 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 yeah. oh. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So, so I, I don't know the, the I don't
2: class. know that professor cuz I didn't have to choose a professor. Like there was just one. That's um us cool. we'll see if I liked being made to do work over my break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like are you gonna be well you're gonna be going back to camp right over break
2: or not uh, I'll do some training for the ski instructing I do mm-hmm. um, and then when I'm up there for the training I try to do some skiing in the area too and then the actual like ski instructing is on the weekends in January and February and I signed up for a few weekends already in February so
0: yeah semester's almost over how are you doing
2: um honestly terribly i'm just kidding
0: it's okay uh, if you are it's okay be yeah. real no
2: listen like please if you give an assignment like make the prompt clearance stuff like what am i i feel like i'm writing into the air like who's grading it i don't know like oh my god uh and i just like figured out that i had an oral final like that i could be like asked to do it any time in the next two weeks I thought it was, like, all during reading week. So, you know, just, like, added, um, like, things I need to study for and do. But then I had a deadline pushed back to Friday, and I realized that the world doesn't hate me. So,
0: mixed bag. Well, we here appreciate you for making the time for us on your pal, your pal Val. And I think I really appreciate your authentic response because it's showing all of our listeners who are primarily students. We're right there with you. If you're struggling, you are not alone. Everyone's going through it. You will make it through this.
2: Exactly, and my take is anyone can get through an intro class, so like just don't even stress.
0: (laughs) What if it's not an intro class? Um, Mixed bag. Mixed bag, okay. Well, I think anyone can get through anything, right? You just got to believe that you can do it, right? Yeah. And the only way out is through, so you're going to get through this no matter what. Just keep believing in yourself, and even though there's going to be stressful moments, take that time to self-care. And on the other side of this is a beautiful winter break. Oh, beautiful. The holiday season joy peace on earth all that stuff
2: i was gonna sing a christmas carol but i'll refrain
0: it's okay if you want to
2: i'm done about-
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right carol <laughs> we're kind of coming to the end of our time here is there anything else you'd like to add before we go
2: um yeah so i have a linkedin it's just search Carol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always networking <laughs> um add me please
2: um like, this is serious. My sister, um, twin sister, has ten times as many connections as I do. And, like, that's just unacceptable. So, please, like, help a sister out. When did you make your LinkedIn? Uh, like, honestly, like, a year ago. But okay. I just let it sit.
0: <laughs> well, you're still very, you know, young. Still have a lot of things to get go- Your career is just beginning. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go follow Carol on LinkedIn. I don't even know if I follow you. So, I'll definitely do that after this. Yeah, please do. <laughs> but that's about it. So... Bye for now, pals. It's Val signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye.